Back from the hood of Konoha, it's Section 8 No Jutsu. It's a sitless episode today, but today I got my special guest. It is I, the Prime Minister of Proper Parlance, General Practitioner of Grandiose Philosophizing, Supreme Speaker of Super Saiyan Sayings. Nah, it's just, it's just me. Yeah, I'm about to edit the fuck out of that. That the the edit on that, your voice gonna be mad deep. <laughs> Thunder and lightning in the background. It's gonna be it's gonna, full full power ignorance. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah. I'm cooling all day. I've been waiting for this episode. How you how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. It was real hot today. Aggressively, disgustingly hot today. But uh, I'm 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 here, and I'm happy to be here. So what's going on? What we what we here to talk about today, good sir? Uh, we're going to talk about tournament arcs. What makes a good tournament arc, and uh, our favorites and least favorite tournament arcs of our childhood and, and recent history. All right, that sounds good to me. It sounds good to me. Uh, so where you want to start? Uh, I think I think we got to start. Um, we got to start either. The OG or the GOAT? Nah, nah. I think we got to start with what makes a tournament arc, though. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because I, I feel like... Yeah. like hmm, how do I say it? I feel like uh, we've discussed this a billion times. Y'all have discussed this a billion times. As anime grows and develops, there's different... Uh, I guess the formula gets newer, uh, a bunch of new permutations every couple years. So every new show does something slightly different. So I feel like tournament arcs before were pretty strictly like like you said with the OG, the super OG goat. A tournament arc was dead ass a tournament. Like, hey, yeah. we're all individuals gathering. It is a world tournament. Literally quite literally named the world tournament. As opposed to now where you might get the uh hey, we have an intra class uh sporting tournament. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And it's like it's couched in like Japanese culture stuff that we don't necessarily have here in the same way. But it's like yeah. it's almost like they, you know, it's almost like high school field day for them, where they'll, they'll take that and turn it to a tournament arc, like they did in My Hero, or uh, kind of like they did in Naruto as well. Yeah, L- literally field day. Like yeah, it's that ass field day, but it's it's, it's field day with anime and Shonen Edge, <laughs> so it's life defining events. <laughs> it's you can't just lose this race. You lose this race, you got to go back to no family. You homeless now. Everything's all bad. So it's yeah, pretty much field day with higher stakes. Though, so, so what makes a tournament arc? What is what is what is the what are the ingredients to a tournament arc? If I had to go off the cuff, a tournament arc is it's one of the few times in an anime that you can really attribute to everybody involved the same interests. So, like you know, typically, you know, yeah. I want to be this guy, like like you know, like Zoro wants to be the greatest swordsman, Luffy wants to be pirate king. But if you take those, and obviously, I'm not a One Piece guy, y'all know that, but. You take a tournament arc, everybody that's around has the same goal just for that one arc. And it gives you an yes. ability to compare people one-to-one without the cop-out of, oh, you know, I wasn't really interested or da-da-da-da, even though they definitely do do that crap all the time. Um, so I think you have to, everybody kind of has a similar goal in terms of winning the uh, tournament. <laughs> and people are, uh, at least by the structure of the tournament, more or less put on equal footing. Like there's not going to be strange outside crap 
that gets to interfere with the 1v1. You're not going to get a random blessing. You know, nobody's going to throw you an item from the side and change everything. And if they do, the tournament will kind of, you know, reflect negatively on that. So I think you got to have everybody with the same interest in winning the tournament. I just, yes. just about everybody. And people got to start I mean, on equal footing to compete. I mean, not necessarily the same interest. Some people have um, um, ulterior motives when, when it comes to why they join the tournament. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, overall, At least the tournament. On paper, surface level, yeah. they're all you know motivated by yeah. the tournament standards. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I'm trying to think, what else would be important? Because it don't you don't have to fight for a tournament arc either. Yeah, it's basically everyone is flexing. Um yeah. and it's usually shown to, to for um to to I was gonna say shown again. It's usually um <laughs> It's shown shown for shonen. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's usually shown to show what characters have been working on, have been cooking up. Yeah, facts. Facts, facts, facts. Um they've been cooking up since the last time we saw them. It might be it might be it might be uh preceded by a time skip where mm-hmm. characters are gone for a while, we haven't seen them for a while. It might be preceded by a a training arc where characters Actually. haven't been gone for have been gone for a while. Um or even within the tournament arc they'll give you a little uh excuse me. Yeah, even within the tournament arc they'll give you a little training arc. Because in Naruto they did a little I thought it was really nice writing, uh, to give it give you some time to breathe because you know you want people to heal up and be at hundred percent, so that's not an excuse. So they let yeah. people go off and do their thing. Sasuke came back damn near a different character with the new fit yes. and Sharingan powers he didn't really have before because he never copied anything, I guess. But he came back Lee fast with Chidori. And before that, he was just a youngin'. So. Yeah, I think um, all those contributing factors, especially if there's characters that are not really established in, the, in their universe, mm-hmm. um, I think that's an, a very important factor where um, characters show, show the viewers what they've been cooking up. Oh, you know what else tournament arc needs? And this is not nice, but it's facts. You need bums. Every tournament arc got to have bums. Because if there's yes. no bums, you can't let people flex. So you got to have the random jobbers who you know are there, but are not going to do a damn thing worth anybody's time. The entire time they on screen. Like, yeah. like uh, the, the perfect, the, in my mind, the tournament jobber is my boy Yoroi from Naruto. You are the, <laughs> you are the doodooest human of all. T- he didn't even Wait. bother to draw your face. Your Roy don't even have a face. He got sunglasses and a, a, a N95 mask on. They never even drew his face. Wait, he's the guy that got his arm broken by Sasuke? No, no, no. That's the, that's uh, Zaku or Zeku or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. okay. That's not the Kirkana you- guy. Exactly. That's how you know he's a bum. Your Roy is the dude whose ability. He, he's the one that, uh, that Sasuke hit with Shishirendan, the Lion's Barrage. Like, he broke his, like, he... Oh, he stri- that bum. Yeah, he, he, like, flexed his joints to to be like to like uh, be a boa constrictor but Sasuke was like yo you're doo doo and he just pieced him up like Lions Barrage is a Taijutsu combo but like there's no he didn't put no chakra in it. He just he just watched you. <laughs> there's no no other combo of just punches where no chakra gets a name in Naruto except for Naruto <laughs> Barrage. But Sasuke was like, you know what, let me style on you with no powers whatsoever because you're that garbage. And he's supposed to be a grown man. He wasn't a kid. Like, he is the garbagest. So you need some Yoroi's in the crowd. Otherwise, people won't get an opportunity to flex, and every fight will be a good fight. Um, that said, tournament arcs are also fantastic for scaling. Like, intra arc yes. and even, like, outside. Because they go, oh! Like, you know there's a guy on the side always watching the, the information, the Brock? Yes. Oh, I had no idea that that ability did that! And they explain everything somehow. Or, uh, 
or or the character tells you, "Oh my God, he's almost as fast as Lee." Yeah, exactly. Like, right? <laughs> when the guy said that, exactly. or like every character, like you need um a bunch of characters that are that that, that might be participating in the tournament, but most of the time they're not. Um, that have that are similar, like similar in scale to the to the characters fighting in the tournament, so that mm-hmm. they could accurately assess their abilities right or uh, well that's when the writing or, is good you have a great um, scrub you'll have somebody that just you are slow as possible you soccer tier it's like wow you're just about as good as this person girl you can't follow them with your eyes just mind your business just just yeah, soccer <laughs> soccer that said it's like lead speed yeah like <laughs> you mean you just blinked and he got washed you can't follow it like sasuke needed sharon to follow him but you followed him with your eyes just sit this one out so just just just, just mind your business but yeah i think you need what we got now? The elements we got are shared motivation, mm. uh, burgers. Yeah. Um, shared motivation, burgers. Doesn't have background, to be Yeah, background. Background, um, what do you call it? Um, ex- ex- exposition. Background, background yeah. characters that, that, ex- that ex- ex- exposit. Word? Exposit? Exposit. That, that word. Yeah, we're going with that. Exposit. I'll put it on the record. If it's not a word, it is a word now. Um, yeah, background characters expositing about um, feats to to Facts. inter to scale inter uh-huh. inter universe to to um, make sure you understand what you're watching, so to leave no question. Um. Okay. Uh, I think I think that's that's pretty. I'm trying to I think, think that's, anything else. Yeah. I think that's more that's or less mixed. Yeah. All right. So what? I, I love tournament arcs personally. I think tournament arcs are typically very good. I think the strengths of tournament arcs, and I feel like people get tired of them, even though everybody's hype when they happen. Um, I think tournament arcs' strengths are very much worth their weaknesses. And I think that they're one of the more consistently uh, used anime arc formats. So yes. I do think they're worth it. And I think there's one that's become a little more popular recently, and that's the air quotes war. And I think, you know, just comparing those two, the strengths are clear on a tournament arc because every time a war happens, it drags on too long. People get annoyed by the end. So what do you think the strengths of a tournament arc are uh, by themselves and in relative to other kind of arcs? All right. So um, you get a sense of where the your main character is on the totem pole. Um, you look at um, DBZ, like every, every tournament – Pretty much shows you where your main character is on the totem pole. They're at the maybe they're at the top at the beginning of the tournament or near the top, and then maybe they're at the middle of the beginning of the tournament. But you're gonna get a sense of where they scale towards their competition, Facts. um, and maybe towards the the world if um if it's a global tournament. If it's mm-hmm. just like you know, if it's a a small tournament or or not small tournament. If, if it's a tournament that just um amongst a class or a specific group of people, um, you're going to see where they scale amongst their peers. You know what, though? With that said, I think, like, low-key, you, you, you had it perfect the first time because I feel like tournament arcs typically happen pretty early in the narrative of a show or a manga. Yeah. And typically, the world is only as big as the cast of characters you've been introduced to at that moment. Like, yes. in uh, Dragon Ball, it's a world tournament. So, like, you could assume there's some other dude out there who just didn't show up. But it's supposed to be the world's best. That's the idea. So, like, you know, you shouldn't assume that, you know, if 
Goku wins or doesn't win or, or Tien wins or whatever the case is, you shouldn't just assume there's some dude chilling somewhere who would cook Tien. Like, that's not a reasonable assumption with the context because the, the scope of the tournament is the world. My hero, yeah, that, we didn't even have another school yet. So it was the world. That's true. Yeah. And, and at that point, when, when Goku beats um beats Piccolo, um, it's then, like, Goku, there's no there's no force on the planet as at that moment that nice. that could be Goku. Yeah, because he's Demon King so, Piccolo at the time, so we now got supernatural beings that he's whooping up on. So we see like he scales to to the to the top, like he's it takes it takes people from outside the planet to 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 be able to challenge him at that point, right? Um, even look at uh, how um, Fairy Tale did it. Um, the, when 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 the fairy tale guild joined the wizard tournament, um, they were they were the bottom ranked. They were bottom ranked in the in the very beginning, and mm-hmm. you're seeing you're seeing all these uh, other characters with with uh, like powers that that are just fearsome and and, and wondrous, and like uh, and obviously our main characters are powerful, and they they it's fairy tales, so they're gonna win this fight. But right, it kind of like. It's the only time in, in Fairy Tale I really felt like a a sense of um damn, how are they gonna do this? Right. I mean yeah. like Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Cause Fairy Tale is so like cut and dry, it's like, I know they're gonna win. But the question is, how are they gonna win? Yeah, like yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean how, how do I with tournament arcs, I think at least back in the day, you could pretty much assume your main character is going to get pretty far because the yeah. point was to big up the individual on the screen at any given time. I think recently it's kind of changed slightly in that it is used, like you said, to position you within the world. And I think uh, uh, manga shifted a little bit, anime shifted a little bit, where your guy being that guy the entire time is not as interesting or people are not yes. as receptive to it. So, off, like, I know, like, my hero, that boy didn't win nothing. His one fight, yes. he got cooked. And in that tournament arc, Literally, almost every fight, though it was used, every fight was used as an opportunity to characterize the growth of the winner, but almost not in a positive way because often it was used to characterize the places they need to still grow in. So, like, yes, um, like Bakugo fighting Uraraka, or, or, or Uraraka. What show is that from? Is that her name? Am I bugging? Ochako? It is her name. I think. I might have made that up. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not good with names, so I can't even tell you. If that's not her name, that's her nickname. Now that's a Section Eight nickname. That's what she call around. No, that's her. That's actually her name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, it was used to show uh how much he'd grown from his original counter with Deku, where he underestimated Deku and got cooked for it and lost because he assumed he was going to win. That was used positively to show his growth, but his fight against um everybody else was used to show where they needed to grow. His last fight and his most impressive victory was used to show what's wrong with him. Because they put him on a podium to show this brother is not well. Like they, it wasn't to show how victorious or well thought out it was. It was to show something's wrong with him. Uh, Todoroki beat Deku, but in beating Deku, it just showed that he Deku's right and he should embrace the part of himself that's not that he's been rejecting. Uh, yes. Uh, what else is there? Deku beat Shinso, but first of all, there was no punches thrown, and second of all, all it showed was that Deku don't know nothing about one for all. Um, so yeah, like. Depending on the arc they try to, I think wins and losses kind of showcase different things. And even in that one, like, that's just the fight part. But all of it was a tournament arc. The cavalry battle tournament arc, that little stupid yeah. race they did, like, all of his tournament arc um, stuff 
I do like um tournament arcs. Like Fairy Tale also does that, where um there's many challenges in the tournament that give you extra points. Like, right. Like if you if you if you win a, a fight, it's a certain amount of points. If you um you send one of your people to do a challenge, um, I think one of the one of the challenges was Urza had to fight a uh, hundred demons in this in the, in this tower or some shit. Um, I, I, I forgot the exact thing, but like mid tournament arc, like while they was doing stuff. Yeah, that was one of the challenges of the tournament. Okay, they just gathered a hundred demons just to see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Yes. All right. Um, that was one of the things. Um, they did that Demon a- Slayer too. We gotta start talking about that. Y'all gathering demons for the purposes of experiments. Y'all not. Y'all not vanquishing nothing. Y'all here for play play? <laughs> yeah, I like I like tournament arcs where it's just not. It's not just fighting, um, and I think what that allows is um, it shows how she handles. Uh, an encounter was it was not just a one on one. It's um, her versus everything. Like she has, she has, she has to go all out because there's mad enemies. Like right. Um, and overall, uh, I think tournament arcs, um, if they're done right, instill a sense of dread or, or based around the villain. Yes, builds up the sense of dread to- towards the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, by showing their abilities off, and it builds up um, anticipation for that fight. Yep, that you know is going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, That's part of what the jobbers are for. Like them boys yes. that got like I think one of the best scenes in all of Naruto, Loki, Haiki, was because uh, I just remember it. I remember I got it. I didn't have Shonen Jump uh, app obviously at the time because we were little kids, but um, it was in the Forest of Death. And remember, in Naruto, they use the term in arc to introduce every human ever. Like, all the characters in Naruto, the, the whole generation of ninja got introduced at that time. Um, yes. They, bar- Gina, they barely Gara, introduce Gara, any Gara. other. I don't even know if they introduce any other ninja around their age after that. <laughs> but the whole generation of ninja gets introduced. And everybody's doing their yeah, thing. Right. You're getting a sense of who's who and what's what. And there's one gang of savages. And Gara been looking different the whole time. And then on top of him looking different, he does the blood rain thing with the uh, sand burial. And that was the first time we saw sand burial. Yeah, that joint was tough. Because I remember the image of Gara when I was younger. I thought Gara carried an umbrella at all times. Because I thought he did that blood thing all the time to people. But he stole it from the rain, the, uh, the, the rain guy who shot down the needles. You remember this? Yes. Yeah, the, the, the hidden in the rain guy had an umbrella where he'd throw it up and he'd spin the parasol and Mad Senbon would come out. And just rain needles down on people. But Gara used sand burial and lifted him up above his head before he did it. And the blood rained down. So it was a picture of Gara with the nasty raccoon demon eyes. And the blood was raining. That It was such a fire panel. And the entire arc was being used to build up dread for Gara. Yeah. But that also gives you super triumphant OD moments. Because the only reason there is to like or love Rock Lee is Gara. Yes. So, like, yes. he can't do anything. He got the doofy voice. His fit is trash. Sakura curved him. But he put hands on Sasuke a little bit. So you're like, oh, maybe he's all right. When he dropped them weights, boy. And yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. The the you see, well, At the same time, you're scaling Rock Lee and Gaara. Yeah. You're, you're building up the dread of, of Gaara and the anticipation for how is Gaara going to get beat? Mm-hmm. Cause you show because you show he's not regular. 
He's not regular. Um, Lee had to use the skill that broke his body to uh-huh. to get hit, to get to do damage on him. And then um, Lee even referred to it as his like final ace in the hole. Like I hope to save this against Neji, but I'm a break. Yeah. Like they let you know that this is his ultimate move. This is his install transform. It's all he got. And guard just tanked it. Yeah. So they build Dread very... If it's done well... Because there's always... A, like, you always have your heroes, and then you have that group of savages on the other side of the tournament bracket. Yes. And the group of savages, the entire time, you know, your hero will have a tough-fought battle, so you're invested in how they figure it out and what happens. And those guys, steamroll. The, uh, the Team Tagoro, You ain't see Team Tagoro have to struggle to figure out anything. Team Urameshi, was, they were struggling every day. Every, every fight was something. Toguro, steamroll. Gara, steamroll. Except for, I guess, Lee technically wasn't a steamroll. I'm thinking about it now. The fairy tale and the My Hero um, tournament kind of have a lot of similarities. Really? I haven't watched fairy tale like that. Explain. Well, um, it's a tournament broken up by a lot of mini games in the middle. Uh, it's a bunch of. Um, except, except the, the the difference is um, there's seven. Eight, there's eight teams, eight different teams in the in the fairy tale one, and there's only two. Um, no, there's only there's, there's only two um, like factions in the my hero one, right? Wait, we mean two factions. It's, cla- it's classic one A and one B. Am I bugging? Nah, uh, well, I mean they're they're not technically on the same team in that one. That's actually a in, uh, interesting point. I know, I, I know they're all. But I'm saying like um, yes, but they're actually, yeah, fa- they're, they're, they're just teammates though. Like, they didn't mix yeah, okay. amongst teams, but, like, you know, Deku, there's Team Midoriya in the cavalry battle, and then there's Team, uh, you know, Team Bakugo in there, but, like, they're not, like, together in any way. Like, Team Monoma yeah, yeah. wasn't any more linked to Team Shiazaki and I'm like that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But, um, it's, like, yeah, eight eight teams going on in, in this tournament. Um, and then you have, um, Fairytale uh, coming in, they came in this into this tournament the last ranked guild in, in, in the last ranked magical guild. So people were just shitting on them. Um, I guess it's not really, it's not really this. I guess the, the only elements that are similar is the, the, the different events, like the multiple teams and the events that are going on in between the fights. Yeah. Those are more like Olympic almost. Yeah. Well, I guess Naruto's technically Olympic but they were popping off every single, except for the test. They were fighting every time. Yes. Um, and, Actually, that brings up an interesting point. And, Con- and Conqueror was fighting during the test. Oh yeah, facts he was. Didn't he cook one of the advisors? Yeah, he killed a, an advisor during the test. Did they tell us? Did we did we discuss that afterward? Was that just a part of the job hazard? I I don't know if he, actually he might have just KO'd him. I think they said he cooked him though, because I remember he went to the bathroom, and it was uh Crow. Yeah. that's how he got introduced to Crow. Yeah, he clapped that man. Did it? Oh yeah, 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 he did. And we just didn't discuss it. He did. Um, honestly, no. Nah, think about it. the leaf was way too doo Okay with 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 their niggas getting killed because um the sand the, the sand dude killed the guy that was always coughing. Oh yeah, he did. pretty early he on. He got cut down with that little doo-doo technique. He was... And no one, yeah, I forgot. And and no one even like. A, I forgot um, about him. Why is my guy missing? Yo, you know, no, no one even asked, hey, why is my guy missing? Um, you know who that man was? That man was dead ass Aizawa sensei. I'm weak. He got the same thing. Both of them tired. 
Except Isaiah Sensei is raw, but that uh, that other dude was garbage. That little Crescent Moon Blake, bro, you are garbage. You, you, you shadow clones with a sword. <laughs> you, <laughs> you use clones with a sword and was like, yeah, this is my move. Like, bro, go sit down. I don't know how you get to be a true need. But, yeah. Yeah, that man. <laughs> the Leaf really. <laughs> the third the third Hokage bro, might be the worst leader in, in, in all of that anime. That man bro. was absolutely <laughs> losing his mind. I was just talking to my brother about this. Think about this. Tokyo Olympics, they send it up now, right? If me, you, Stitch, yeah. and a couple of our friends pulled up and said, yo, we're representing a country y'all never heard of. The inter- the Olympics committee's not like, yeah, pull up, bro. Like, you're not going to get to go. <laughs> no one peeped at the sound isn't a thing. And I was like, mm, that sounds good. Yeah, they only got three kids. It don't matter. Yeah, I like that. Like, uh, you never I mean, heard the of sand, that? The sand only said three kids, too. But you know who you heard of before yesterday? The sand. They got a, they got a kage yes. and everything. What's the kage and the sound yes. called? The DJ? Who is this? <laughs> the DJ Kage. <laughs> like, turn up Kage. Like, no, I don't think Funk Master Flex should get to send the country to the Olympics. That doesn't make any sense to me, but sure. The Funk Master Kage. <laughs> Funk Master Kage. Funk Master. Maybe we shouldn't let these strangers come in and kill people in our country for no good reason whatsoever. Perhaps that's not the um, best way to govern this event. The sand really pulled up, killed two of your people. One during your test and one before the test. <laughs> and then, like, if you take an SAT, right? I'm dead. And then, <laughs> and then some kid went to the bathroom, shot the proctor, got a got a perfect score on the SAT, and no one questioned it. Like, <laughs> that's, that's... and you know what's crazy? It would be that it'd be like a group of ten kids. Like, yo, y'all don't go to this high school. Where y'all coming from? Nah, nah, nah. We from uh, we from out of state. Out of state. There was no schools closer. Nah, this was the last place. There was no more registration. Okay. And suddenly, kids just uh, like proctors just die around those students. Like guys, we not going like at some point after the two, the, the written exam was over. Somebody should ask, "Yo, where's bro, bro? That was supposed to be in the right hand side of the room." Nah, I guess he just went home and never came back at any point ever in his life. Like, oh, okay. Job security in the leaf has to be extra low because you could just die doing any job and no one will ever come look for you in any way. <laughs> Third Okage definitely the most garbage leader in any My anime. My boy was seen out. I'm jacking He was seen out bad. He didn't even consider thinking about none of it. <laughs> none of that. Like, you let Donzo secretly control oh, the shit behind your back. Like, this thing is garbage. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they probably should have voted him out. To be honest. Yeah, they should have they they thought about how this was going to don't. I don't, I don't know who else could have been Akage, though. Like, I mean, so uh, listen, it's not about power. Please just pay attention to things like whether or not this country exists, whether or not <laughs> all the people that started at work today finished work today. Because they told all the students, hey, you might die. But I don't think the understanding was like everybody in this room is eligible to get clapped. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was a part of <laughs> like, like if Gara decided to kill the guy who does the um the guy who does the torture stuff in the front of the room, like. I don't think they just be like, I guess y'all pass. Like, no, I think there's probably a problem. Perhaps this is not how this was supposed to go. Oh, shit. Instead of getting back written tests, like, yo, why are all these tests written in red ink? Brother, that's not red ink. Uh, there were no survivors. Of the written test? Yeah, the written test. Yeah, there was no survivors. You got clapped during an SAT, bro. <laughs> how do you get cooked on the day off from combat? Listen, bro, it was, it was a rough year. It was tough. Oh, also... Naruto finished the written test by yelling? 
You didn't need to know nothing. There was not a single give me question on there. Oh shit. Yeah, them boys, them boys not doing good in the leaf, man. Section eight really is the hood. Y'all, Section eight of Kadoha, y'all not wrong. That is the hood. The point the point of the test was to cheat, but Naruto didn't cheat and somehow passed the test. Yeah, facts. And y'all ninjas. This is what you like, y'all didn't think this out? Like you didn't think this about man. the wind conditions, you didn't think about nothing. You just like we're gonna write some stuff on the paper, and no matter what, you're gonna pass. <laughs> what? Everyone else knew how to cheat. Like <laughs> now, nah, I will say but, everybody else had secret cheating techniques. Like the sound village yeah. ninja was listening to the in a room full of people writing a test and figured out what man's was writing. That's actually a low-key cool power. It's cool as hell. You isolated this individual. Like, you got noise-canceling ears? You're different. That's sick. You're different. That's sick. You're not so different that you didn't get clapped, but, like, you know. And the noise-canceling ears didn't help you not get snuck up on. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you try. You try what you can. <laughs> The guy with the wraps on his head, the fact that he had like a subwoofer on his arm as a weapon, fire. Uh, too bad he was garbage. But. Yeah, he came from the Doodoo clan. And nobody that ever worked for Ochimaru ever been talented while they worked for him, at least. Honestly? He's the worst boss That's... ever. Yo. He don't want you to be good. He's a hater. Yo. Mm hmm. Think about it. Everyone like everyone that left the road tomorrow got better after. Mm-hmm. He is the worst general manager of a team ever. Team building, golf. He is. He is the future of. <laughs> Low key, uh, I'm gonna say something horrible. Danny Ainge and Orochi Maru got the same track record. Let's talk about it. <laughs> a whole bunch of almost, never no prosperation. We almost got Kimi Maru. To... No, you didn't. We almost got Sasuke. You know he was gonna no. Itachi was finna nah he wasn't. You literally just got a bunch of almost. You've never done you never succeeded. Kabuto was nice after he left you. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's get back to the, the real conversation. Because I, I I love this shit on Naruto again. Um, that should be that should be like a weekly episode. Like, what's wrong? Honestly. With, what's going on in Konoha? <laughs> like a Fox News segment. <laughs> the estate of Konoha. That's hilarious. Anyway. My my thing is, all right, let, before, before we go back, before we go back, why didn't Orochimaru take Kimamaru's body? That, that's, what, that's, that's my I question. I think because he was sick. Oh, I guess. Bro, you have, you ever notice in Naruto, they got super, they, they, they all had like ultra diseases, but like it only ever affected like one person at a time. Yeah, Itachi had like super AIDS. And then Orochimaru's like, body was just. Which is his arms, like he had, yeah, like your arms was bruised at all times. Like him and Deku got the same condition, but Orochimaru couldn't fight through it. And then, um, uh, what's it called? Kimimaru, and everybody's condition make them cough blood, no matter what what it was. Like, ah, yeah, you know, like I got real bad uh, brain issues, bro. Why are you got tuberculosis? Word, like everybody got TB. What's what is happening? What are the ninja aids like the ninja medics? What do y'all be fixing other than cuts? All they got is a needle to do some stitches. That's it. If it's not stitches, they can't help you. Niggas can cure niggas can cure poison that can knock down ten elephants. But... Bro, they brought fish that was dead back to life. But if I need you to help me with anything other than a bruise or a bump on my head, you're not you don't have nothing for me. <laughs> Uh, let's go back to the tournament arcs. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about the weaknesses of tournament arcs. Though, since we just uh, went off about what was good about them, 
right. Um, I think overall the the nature uh, by the nature of, of how tournament arcs are, bullshit is is yeah. super prevalent. <laughs> Facts. Maybe because making you regular. Because they have to simultaneously build suspense and not make the character a bitch in in most cases. Mm -hmm. And they can't break the development of the... They can't break the development of the characters either by giving just answers that are too definitive. So it's like... Alright, um... Even though this character is trying to be this strong, they're gonna be able to take on two characters that were equal strength to them last week. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like that... Like that happens in um in fairy tale where um Natsu not, not, or pretty much uh, Natsu and um I forgot the other dragon slayer so it's it's Natsu and another dragon slayer versus two other dragon slayers so it's two dragon slayers versus two dragon slayers oh I didn't know and, dragon slayers okay so that um yeah so the point of this arc was like the old school versus the new school um. Natsu and his buddy were first generation dragon slayers, and these guys were um oh they're third generation. They're guys. the fake dragon slayers, right? Say again? They're like fake. They like ate some some crap to become dragon slayers. Uh, yeah. Basically, the uh, I just I just break it down real real quickly. Um, the f- first generation dragon slayer that means you learn from a dragon specifically. You learn like a dragon taught you how to how to use the abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, second generation dragon slayer means um, someone put a dragon lacrima in your body, which is like a a a, a ball of pure of pure mana, like a crystal ball of pure mana, and they they put it in your body while you were young or born. Okay. And the third one is combining the two, so you learn oh. from a dragon and and then, and then later put a dragon lacrima in your body. Are they supposed to be like some... ultra od? Yeah. Okay. So they they were watching them. And they had this new ability called Dragon Force, which is like Super Saiyan for Dragon Slayers. Yo, that's why I didn't watch Fairy Tale. When I saw what what was happening, I was like, you know what, I'm good, I'm cool. So the 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 two first in Dragon Slayers are getting washed, and then Natsu pretty much de- uh, incapacitates his teammate and is able to now beat them two on one just by overpowering them with his fire, which is like fire and friendship, Rob. It's not just fire; it's the will of fire. But I'm saying <laughs> the the that amount of bullshit is yeah. if if it's if it's not well if if the tournament arc's not well written, that amount of bullshit is going to happen. And yeah, for sure. I, I can't bring it up fairy tale because uh, it has such this tournament arc is so good and so bad in, in in so many ways. Probably more bad than good because fairy tale is not a good anime at all. But. <laughs> uh, they got dragon stuff. That's cool. <laughs> like they did a good job of um showing the juxtaposition between um the the values of the third generation dragon slayers and the values of the first generation dragon slayers, and they did a good job of teaching us about all the differences between the three mm-hmm. at the, the three known at the time. There's a fourth one that they added way later, but um so um that whole thing like so much the so much inconsistent writing there. There's yeah. great writing in some parts, terrible, terrible writing in some parts. And the amount of bullshit that happens in some of these parts is, um, I think is, is going to be prevalent if your tournament arc is not well written enough. Yeah, I agree. Like, 
I think I think one of the negative things about tournament arcs is that because they're so prevalent in the medium, sometimes they get to be kind of uh, not predi- not predictable throughout, but they get to they get to a certain level of predictability uh, in the early stages. Because you know, in the early stages, nothing crazy is gonna happen. Like you're not gonna have the same. Yes. You're not gonna have the climax of the arc in the first two fights. Like that's just not what's gonna happen. Um, so That'd yeah. be a funny parody. Yeah, like well, the 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 two best people ended up having a bad draw. <laughs> so the best fight is the first round. Like oh, well, um, what's it called? So you know, like at early on, you're gonna get kind of like a feel out couple games about uh, hey, what does this person's powers do? And you get something that might indicate that there could be a cool matchup later on between two people. Uh, often, I realize that you, and especially in shonens, you get the hey these two are faded rivals who are going to fight and it's going to be hype later on but they're not going to yes. fight now like Deku and Bakugo did not happen in the tournament arc Naruto and Sasuke did not happen in the tournament arc um what else is there and it well it also depends on the structure of the tournament arc because sometimes they're individual tournament arcs and it's like teams so like in Yu Yu Hakusho it's teams so you know you're not going to get a fight between uh Yusuke and Hiei at any point so you shouldn't expect it but you know it's happening um but whereas in, like, you know, something like My Hero Naruto, like, there's no reason Sasuke and Naruto couldn't have happened at some point in that narrative. Yes. Other than we had to save that hype for later. Deku and Bakugo yes. did not fight again at any point in that narrative because we have to save that hype for later. So, like, you know, it, in that way, it's predictable because you're not going to get the super big pop-offs between the characters you're really looking for. Um, so they're a little bit predictable sometimes. And like you said, they give us half-assed answers for nonsense sometimes. So, like, hey, uh... Can A beat B? Yeah, but B was real tired, and you know A didn't sleep good the night before, and his hands were tied behind. Like Sasuke fought an entire match with no powers for no reason. Like there was a narrative reason, obviously, but like yes. it doesn't give us. If he had, you have to give him a jobber because if you don't, it doesn't give us an indicator of something else. Because if Sasuke can't beat somebody like Kiba with no powers, it doesn't mean he's worse than Kiba, and now he's out the tournament for no reason. Um, yes. What else? But my thing is. Um, there's a tendency to have your cake and eat it too, where they um they want to build up a minor villain and show how fearsome his abilities are. Yes, but also the main character has to beat him at the level he is. Yes, so he's not that fearsome. Right, but he's also fearsome. Like right, right. It, like the example I gave earlier. Um, these niggas unveiled a new ability we've never seen before. Dragon Slayers do before, mm-hmm. and they're wiping the floor with these niggas. And then this guy, by just sheer force of will, doesn't doesn't really do anything new. Just wants it more. Just over, overpowers them. Just hustle. And it's not. And it's that fight didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because that wasn't it wasn't an elimination tournament. But that fight was just to show the differences between who they are and who Natsu is. Right. But um, I think overall the 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 side characters um. Tournament arcs, well, back to strengths again. Uh, tournament arcs allow side characters' histories to be un, 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 uh, unveiled yeah. a little bit better. Because yep. you look at, um, we wouldn't have known that, that the Hugo clan was beefing between the main branch and the side branch. Um, it really never came up again. If um, Yeah, that should have that should have been a, at least a little bit teased or talked about in, in later. But This man got a forehead tattoo, and they didn't tell him because he wore a headband. <laughs> They forehead tattooing the children of Kanoha and the third Hokage watches by idly. <laughs> they become little Uzi for a little Wade in the name of family beef. But go ahead. Yeah, so they they um 
their beef is not even their own beef. It's a beef between their parents and grandparents. Right. So this this fight isn't isn't just representative of, of them. It's representative of a long history that that predates them by years. Right. So actually, you, um, Yo, Jujutsu Kaisen did the same thing with uh, which fight with the Zenny, which... with the Zenny clan when they did the uh, intra school tournament thing really 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 early. Oh yeah, yeah. Maki and Mai had beef. The girl that has the construction ability yes. and the girl with the heavenly restriction. Or we believe she has yes. heavenly restriction. Yeah, that's it, it's like you said. It's another example of giving extensive backstory discussion between other people because you can literally take your main characters off the screen entirely in a tournament arc, and everybody's perfectly content with it. Yes, no one, no one's concerned about why the main character is is gone, yeah. and you can even like give someone like like Lee mm-hmm. a chance to to you know show their ceiling. And their background and the stuff they had to go through and their history with their friends, right? Um, they get many, and that's and that little moment is why some people love Lee. Yeah, that's what if you're a Lee fan, that's it. Uh, we'll take it a step further. Well, uh, this is not going to be more Naruto slander, I promise. Lee is that way. Uh, Neji is that way. Kiba is that. Way. Most of these characters' only moments in series, and not only moments, but biggest moments, are those because that's what we know them from, and that's what they do. Those guys got to come back with the Sasuke retrieval arc, but a lot of the characters that got introduced never like Eno never had another moment in all of Naruto. At any point. Um no. Yeah, she didn't have any singular moments. She had the Eno Shika Cho. Oh yeah, as a part of the game. Combination yeah. later. But she, yeah, was she never, didn't have any Eno Shika Cho is Cho is Choji and uh Shikamaru. Like we know that's who we care about. Those are the guys that come with us places. Eno really just be in the background wasting our time. Yeah, honestly. Oh, I don't know. We, we can get into this later. Uh, this Naruto slander. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Giving, um, you know, a little bit of spotlight in, in the, mm-hmm. against Sakura, um, showing off her abilities and, um, her clan's abilities and, um, her beef with Sakura. Uh, all these different, uh, it lets you, it lets you, show characters battling not just physically but when it comes to yeah ideologically and showing like how they differ from each other when it comes to their own um reason for living and their own ideals when it comes to being a ninja or or a hero or a warrior whatever universe we're talking about now real quick notice lander for what it's worth they were beefing over both being stands for someone that don't care about neither of them. But we don't have to focus on the fact that they had no motivations. We can just skip one by. They fight like they got to the winner take Sasuke. Like, nah, he left both of y'all. Y'all all got left. Naruto too. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm but yeah, um... <laughs> the... Just Twitter beef. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> That's my man. Yeah, for real. Like, I can't believe you think you have claim to him. I'm the president of the fan club. Girl, the fan club is just y'all two. Y'all both president. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is here. What are you talking about? But yeah, um, yeah. Overall, like the we're we're not gonna get mad that the main character is um not in this part of the tournament arc. Yeah. Because the other characters are doing cool shit, the villains doing some cool shit, or 
whoever the the main antagonist yeah. for the um swim arc, it may not be a villain, but it may be just another person with different motives or different um who who plans on stopping the the main character right in in this specific arc. Whoever's on screen so, is the most important person in that moment, so it gives you an opportunity to really expand the breadth of the series beyond hey MC MC and MC are all here. Yeah, oh. it really. It's, it's like um, it's like there's a whole bunch of um, sports games on, mm-hmm. and you're and you and you're going like, oh yeah, I want to see what the what the Yankees are doing, right? What the the Niners doing? Like, I, right, it just right. you're just going, and you're able to see all what what they do. That's not really a good analogy, but you you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, at any given time, somebody else gets the spotlight, and it's not like like I've heard uh in uh in reference to my hero that. Apparently, My Villain Academia wasn't that beloved in Japan because mm-hmm. uh, they don't like when the main characters are off screen for an extended period of time. But like in the tournament arc, you need them off screen for an extended period of time. You have an excuse because even when things happen off screen, this is potentially uh, meaningful for the main character later on because they might have to come up against that threat. Um, I think that's I think that's weird though because listen, bro, I don't get it. A lot of good like. Not just anime, good good storytelling, writing, literally good writing. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a better word. A lot of good writing has um, a universe that exists without the main character and shifts in perspective, because the shift in perspective yeah. is always reflective of the initial perspective. And now you have some balance, some comparison, some criticism of the other position, etc. But yeah, um, that's just, that's just weird to to say. Like, yeah, I don't get it. And then, like, this is something I thought about before. I think I mentioned it to you. I think, in a strange way, and this is a weakness and a strength. Uh, the parallel. I think a lot about the parallel between, like, because I think uh, manga is more successful than American comics in many ways today. Yeah. Um, even though American yes. comics have like a you know a far longer, I guess, backdrop of popular. I, I, it's hard to compare, but you get what I'm saying. Um, what's it called? It's tournament arcs are similar to extensive crossovers because yes. you get half-assed answers like you do in tournament arcs where it's like oh yeah you know spider-man can beat captain america but only if he has on the iron man suit and it's like well he doesn't have the iron man suit 90 percent of the time but the next time they fight now spider-man got special spider-man kung fu so it's like okay so we're never going to get an answer on what's going on here beyond whatever's convenient in the moment um and that actually reminds me of um a similar thing in 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 dc with um, it was Joker had Tom put Joker toxin on the entire Justice League. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, yep. Everyone except Green Lantern and one other person. I forgot who. Um, not the entire Justice League, but the but the main seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so Batman has to fight the entire Justice League minus Green Lantern and one other person. I forgot who. Um, in the just, I think it was Martian Manhunter. It might have been Martian Manhunter. But uh, in in the Justice Buster suit, mm-hmm. and then uh, Superman. So eventually, it comes down to Batman versus Superman, and then uh, Superman pretty much yanks Bruce out the out the um, well. out the Justice Buster suit. Like uh, he gets a couple of hits. You know, it exchange of hits. Oh, but... is this when the lining of the Justice Buster cockpit was kryptonite or something? Nah, Batman oh. had been chewing kryptonite gum. And oh, I did, I did see this, de- bro. This is what I and mean then, by half-ass answer. And then, no, 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 no. This, this, this is the funny part. Um, 
he goes, someone, uh, Joker had asked before, like, because Joker said, who wins Batman or Superman while he's possessing Superman? Um, and he's like, and then Bruce spits the crypto his face, he's like, no one wins. And, and that's the, <laughs> that's the, okay. You know, Batman, Batman technically won that fight. Word, like, you just won. But, yeah, <laughs> the doo-doo. He said, no one wins. So it's, now it's like, <laughs> See, yeah. it's, it's the half-ass answer you're uh-huh. talking about and that's exactly what I said it's just like the just like when there's crossovers in the comics like who's faster Flash or Superman they'll give you an answer but I promise you by page 4 of the next comic it's gonna be like ah, I had twisted my ankle as the Flash the other day so I was only running at 85% of my full speed and then Superman will be like nah 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 but I didn't fly and you know I, I had a rock in my shoe so it doesn't count it's like you are going as hard as you can to invalidate the existence of any answer you gave us because you don't want the answer you give us to be to govern the narrative going forward. That's why Bakugo and Todoroki can't fight. That's why you don't get Deku versus... Because Todoroki was really... Like, he was the third guy, but he was never really a rival in the same way until the tournament. Yes. Like, ah, now we have a rival, but we can't give a real answer. So, like, Deku spent the entire time talk no jutsuing the poor boy, so he'd recognize that he was, uh, his father's power he gave him isn't something to hide. And then, at the end, he's like, ah, now I can fight you for real. And he broke all his fingers already, so he can't fight him for real anymore. Like, he spent the entire time not fighting him. Like, okay, good yeah. answer. But I'm saying, like, in that tournament, um, we get to see... I feel like that, that might be the best moment in that tournament. Oh, no, it because... is. They just didn't give us any answers. Yes, right. that's, like, that's very true. They, like, it's, this, it's the same thing. Like, it can... Tournament arcs are almost... As long as they're well done, they're always hype. It's just they refuse to give you any information to grow from that would be reflective on another character. Main character grew. Uh, Deuteragonist. Uh, Deuteragonist? Protagonist? Deuteragonist? The secondary protagonist grew. Yeah, yes. The Bakugo grew. <laughs> but they're never going to tell you, hey, who grew more? Who stands above somebody else? Without a caveat that allows them to continue the question for great, uh, more writing later on. So, like, it's it's a weakness and a strength in that it's a really hype thing to see and that events are dope and everybody wants to come out for an event to see what's happening in American comics. But at the end of an event, you kind of get a reset to the norm. You don't get any information that really reflects on anything other than that one specific arc, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. The difference is oh. American, American comics will do uh, crossover anytime. Tournament arcs always happen when the protagonists are weak enough that it's not a world cataclysmic event. Because I don't even know what... What the hell would a tournament arc look like during the war? I mean, is, is it, is it a dark, the dark tournament like that? Or no, also, no, it's um, not. Because Tagoro was a... What was he, a B-class demon? Uh, I mean, they retroactively... Yeah. Right, but later on... They're, they're always just strong enough that this can be contained in a reasonable environment. You don't typically have tournaments between world breakers or, like, continent destroyers. Because what would it look like? How do you put Naruto at the end of Naruto in, at the end of Shippuden in a tournament arc? What does that even look like? Like, ah, I'm about to summon the Nine Tails. So, <laughs> guys, guys, please don't use Biju Bob in the tournament. I need you not to do that. Please don't use dimension warping techniques in the tournament right now, Kakashi. Please relax. So I think they typically put it close to the beginning of the narrative to not have uh, cataclysmic stakes for the narrative, because. Otherwise, you'd have to justify why nine Biju bombs didn't end the tournament for everyone involved. Kind of, kind of rough explanation. All right, um, I want to ask you: What are some tournament arcs that that really like 
that you find interesting, you know, maybe for a good way or a bad way? Um, one of my, I like the dark tournament. I think it should be the gold standard for tournament arcs. And I think what I like about the dark tournament is that Yusuke, they tell you Yusuke's trash before the dark tournament starts. So he beats Seguro. They're feeling good. He thinks he's somebody. Seguro comes to the abandoned parking lot and goes, yo, this is 30% of my power and you can't breathe around me. So I need you to get in the lab and I'm going to link you soon. And then we can fight for real at the end of this tournament. So him, it's almost like a, not a start from scratch, but it gives you clarity on, like you said, even before the tournament starts, it tells you where he stands in that world. And you can see such visible growth round to round into who he is. And then uh, tournament arcs, this is something I didn't mention earlier in strengths. Tournament arcs lend themselves very well to a B-plot narrative because the A-plot narrative is literally scheduled, structured, and happens at a specific time. So it's like, hey, yeah. 3 p.m. tomorrow, we got to fight. That means if we're done here at 6 p.m., there's an entire night's worth of stuff. And whether or not you do, you talk about this evening, today, or tomorrow, you can have the main character go to bed early, go to bed late, whatever the case is. You have an opportunity to go back and reflect on everything that happened in this specific time. And it makes it easy to write the B plot next to the A plot. Because the all the uh, guys, uh, what's it called? The tired brother from Kanoa, the one that don't sleep. Him getting killed on the side was a nice little B-plot thing that happened in the backdrop of the tournament because Gara was out and was in the full moon wilding because he was about to be awake for real. It really lends itself to multiple narratives being uh, threaded at the same time, multiple narratives being weaved together at the same time because there's something so, I guess, time-consuming or attention-demanding happening in the foreground and also so yes. strictly regimented. Because you're not going to have a, a match ha happen at a random time. You know what I mean? That's I mean, I've seen tournament arcs like that. Oh well, um, like an official match happens at a random time, or they pop off outside of the tournament. Um, in Darwin's game, um, that's a death game, though. Yeah, but it it, it is kind of a, it is a tournament also. Okay, because my, my literally the thought I had was like, I mean, in future diaries, it can happen at any time, but it's because there's no rules other than it's on. That's true. Um, yeah, but I think death games are the, are the I guess would be the exception to that rule where, um. This, the the fights happen like in Darwin's game, you you could be chilling like we could be chilling at whoever's the Trent's house or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you get a you get a, a text message be like your fight starts in ten seconds. <laughs> He's looking around and then, like, bam. and then you step outside and the nigga you're supposed to fight is outside. Exactly. <laughs> he, he tried to kill you. Um, Come answer the door. Yeah. We not gonna jump you, bro. I was asleep. Come on. But that's exactly how Death Games works. I think it's supposed to create that dread and tension. And I think that yeah. tournaments create that dread intention, but it's like it's almost a dread intention, like when you got a test, you know you're not prepared for. Like, hey, you know yes. you know this L is coming. You know exactly what it's gonna pull up on you too. But it don't make it any better. But <laughs> also, um the your, your description of, of Togoro and Yusuke remind me of um JoJo part two. Okay, talk to Well um they um so Joseph goes I forgot I forgot exactly how it happened, but Joseph goes underground and there's these beings called Pillarmen, okay. which is just like um top tier vampires. Okay. So um Joseph's talking shit to these niggas, they whoop his ass. And he said he, he if he had time if he had more time he'd beat them up. Mm -hmm. And niggas are like, I word. I'm a hold to that. <laughs> Say that. So so they all put like a so the first so two of them put a ring around his like one puts a ring around his lung that's gonna blow fill his lungs with poison if he doesn't beat them by a certain day. Wait, bro, wait, puts, bro, 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 bro. That's not excessive. You filled his lung with water, he was still gonna die. 
the other one, I think it's, I don't, I don't know which organs, but one's heart, and the, I think it's the other one is the lungs. But one puts a ring around his heart, the other one puts a ring around his lungs. So I forgot which organ, but. This, this really is. Uh, so, then he has to spend the next couple months training so he can pull up on these niggas and not die. What, what does that sound like? That's that's what your description of Tagoro and Yusuke reminded me of. Yo, there's another show I'm thinking of where they definitely said, like, you gotta pop off by this date or... I forget what it was. But yeah, uh, I think... Oh, that's why Dark Tournament, like, Dark Tournament to me is like... If you don't... It, I love Yu Yu show, and I think that the uh, the Black... What is it? The Black Tape Saga or whatever with Sensui is very good, yes. and I think the Three Kings is kind of interesting, even though it is under uh, underdeveloped. Um... If you wanted to, I guess, give yourself a quick dive into what Yu Yu Hakusho is, you could literally just watch a dark tournament, and I think you get every character as they are perfectly. Like, I think you could watch just that, and it's quintessential. And I'm not sure that there are very, very many other tournament arcs that are as emblematic of the series as that show, as that, as that arc is. So I got to say them. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one I had in mind. Actually, what you got? What you, what you thinking? Was uh, say time? Oh, no, no problem. Uh, which tournament arcs like when you think of the the gold standard or the one that resonates with you the most? Like which? I mean, I think it's definitely got to be the, the the dark tournament. Or just or just every element of of that's that's good about a uh, a tournament arc is is great in the dark tournament. And everything that and I, I and I can't really point to many like narrative weaknesses in it. Right. Um. Like there's not much bullshit. I don't think there's there's. I haven't watched you have a show in like four years. The bullshit, but, the bullshit is narratively cooked in. So like the bullshit is that they're humans in a demon. Yeah. Right? So they're bullshit. yeah. The quote unquote the quote unquote bullshit is is not even real bullshit. Yeah, they're the away like, team not, getting uh, and you know the, the home teams getting home cooking. Yeah. So like, there's nothing really wrong there. That, that I could point to and be like, hey, this is a problem with this narrative. And everything else, everything that Tournament Arc is supposed to do, it does excellently. So I, I'd have to say the Dark Tournament is the is the um, the the gold standard for it. And I don't think there's anything close in 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 recent memory. That, that you know, there might be, there might be something, there might be something better that that I haven't thought of. But you know what, I, have I haven't watched in a similar position. But it's, how do I say? It? It's not a similar position because I don't think it's as good. But I think it's the most unique tournament arc I've seen. It has to be Heaven's Arena. Actually, Hunter Hunter does tournament arcs fantastically. I think it just in general. Yes. Um, because the two tournament arcs it does are almost like anti-tournament arcs in a way. So like the first tournament arc it does, it's like, hey, if you win, you're out because you pass. So you fight your way to the end. But they only show us a couple matches because Gone uh, passes out. So, like, you get the fights, but the fights are not fights. Because Gone, Gone can't even fight at that point. He's fighting a ninja man who breaks his arm, and he passes out eventually, and they barely show us any other matches. You find out how broken and messed up Kilo is, but you miss most of the matches because we go to go see Gone in the hospital bed as opposed to uh, focusing on the fights there, which lets you know that the fights are not important. Um, and then the other tournament arc in Hunter is Heaven's Arena. And Heaven's Arena is interesting because Heaven's Arena is literally, the ar- the purpose of the arc is an explanation of the power system. That's all it serves to do. Yeah. 
which is cool. I, I just haven't seen that. Like, I can't think of another show where it's like, hey, literally, this is not happening at the beginning. And they also start with a tournament arc because the Hunter exam is a tournament arc for all intents and purposes. Um, they start with a tournament arc and don't tell us anything and we don't get a fight. Like, we hardly get any fights in the first tournament arc whatsoever, which is something that's not common in a fight-based tournament arc. And then on top of not getting any fights, well, the time we do get fights, our first real sets of fights are in uh, 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 Heaven's Arena. And that's where they learn their powers. But that's really, like, that's damn near, like, 50 episodes into the show, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. So that's a like that's pretty long. And first of all, in a shonen anime, that's a long time to go without any powers. And the only thing I can think of that's worse uh, or it takes longer is One Piece. And they had powers; they just added more powers. Um, and they teach you how the powers work in the context of putting them up against jobbers who have basic uh, mastery of these things. And even then, they got more mastery when it came to um, Greed Island. Bisky showed them how to use their powers for real. So it's an interesting subversion of the strengths and intents of a tournament arc to make a tournament arc literally a tutorial. Like, I've never seen, yeah. I've never seen that before. Actually, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, but uh, I'm going to yell at my sister because she's trying, to, she's trying to go to sleep and, and I'm talking really loud, so... Um, <laughs> Sound like you're doing a smoke bomb, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of Second Day, though, Jutsu. Yeah, we take anything you want to plug? Uh, same as usual, y'all. Actually, I should be, uh, dropping a new store soon. I found a new printer that's, uh, a little more dynamic in what they allow. I'm keeping the Redbubble store, but I'm also adding another store to give me access to stuff like, you know, uh, we had backpacks and stuff like that before, but now we got sweats, now we got sneakers, now we got, uh, bomber jackets, backpacks, whatever, like, literally whatever you can think of. Uh, so I should be dropping that store soon, and all the printing should be, uh, direct to garment, because, uh, there's a number of printers that allow. So, you know, instead of having, uh, you know, like with the Subarashi hoodie, you got one. I was worried that it was going to wash off. Fortunately, it didn't. But if it's director garment printing, that's not even an option because it's baked into the threats. So I got a new store coming. Um, I'm hey. working on the pilot, so to speak, of the comic. Um, and I should be, hopefully, uh, we're recording this in June. But hopefully by my birthday, I can uh, get the wheels turning on getting that stuff uh, all copyrighted up so I can uh, start posting and promoting. Um, so, you know, just follow me, like, and share, you know, just go peruse the store on occasion to give me some traffic so I can get more traffic elsewhere. Uh, I appreciate any support that anybody offers, cause you know, just trying to figure it out and uh, develop as an artist. So thanks guys. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's I G A N A N S I. I G A N A N S I. Uh, it's the same one on Twitter and the same one on Redbubble. Thank you for listening.